Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, February 24th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. I want to do uh, kind of a, a rehash of the discussion I had on Wednesday, but get your take on it about the defensive line. We'll get into some other stuff as well. So, Larry Johnson, we all love him. What's your take on this? Do you feel like the rotation is too deep? Do you feel like the philosophies with LJ and Jim Knowles don't really mesh? Just a lot to unpack there. Player development. Do you feel like he's past his prime? A lot to get into there. What's your take, Jay Book? Yeah, there's a lot of comments coming out. Um, I think is is fascinating that we've heard comments over at the Bucknest site and other Ohio State um, beat writers have heard, you know, a little bit of whispers that maybe Larry Johnson isn't quite meshing with Jim Knowles as far as um, the scheme. And I know I've talked to other people within the program, um, you know, players and stuff, and they said Larry's just a, a type of guy that he's very set in his ways. He's set in how he wants to do things. Uh, he's 70 years old. He's been in the game for X how many years. And when it comes to him, he just, you know, goes about his business and regardless of who the defensive coordinator is they just kind of have to adapt to day uh to to larry dave and i i kind of find that troubling on my end because there's multiple defensive coaching staff have came in and out of ohio state since larry's been there and that's kind of been the consistent theme is larry just does his thing and everybody gives him his leeway as far as the head coaches but whenever the defensive front and the back end are not always on the same page, you have to take a step back and be honest and question like, okay, what are we doing here? Is the reason the defense isn't playing to an elite level is because all three levels are not on the same page. And maybe the defensive line rotation is probably too deep. Um, I do believe, Dave, that there are times that, your star players just needs to seize the field. I mean, Mike Hall, Ty Leak, JT shouldn't be coming off the field. The rest of those guys, they're just jags. They're just a guy, to be honest. I want to see my elite difference makers, regardless if they make a mistake here and there, coach them up. If, if Ty Leak Williams is not disciplined enough to stay in his gap, coach him up. You can't take him off the field in critical situations for a guy who, with lesser talent that's not going to make the explosive plays. Yeah, Teron Vincent leading the D tackles in snaps by a wide margin was mismanagement, in my opinion. Now, I know yeah. Mike Hall was hurt, you know, and that's legit. He was dealing with the shoulder all season. Even though he said he was 100% going into the Peach Bowl, what's he going to say? You know, is he going to let Georgia know that, no, it's it's still yeah. – and it, even if he felt that way, it could have been one play and then he, he re-injured. But still, Teron Vincent graded out very low, according to Pro Football Focus. Wasn't even invited to the combine. And he, by far, led the team in uh, – led the D tackles in snaps. So I, w- I will say this about the D-line, Dave. They haven't been great and they haven't been bad. They're, they've been pretty right. consistent. Like, the, you look at the sacks. The sacks haven't been there. The pressures have been there. They've been good against the run, not good against the run, depending on which scheme they're playing in. So it, it, they've been consistent on how they've played. I just think that there's a there's a little bit more that can be squeezed from the, from the limit there, Dave, as far as getting the best out of those guys. Because I feel like JT, Jack Sawyer, those guys should have a much more bigger impact on the game than what we're seeing right now. Um, yes, you got the yes, you got the um, 
your star players and your Bosa's and your Chase Youngs, those are your generational type of players. But what I want to see is those younger guys really develop into, you know, potential NFL caliber top three round guys like your Kenyatta Jacksons, your Mario Obars, your Caden Currys. Those next wave of guys, I need to see them take a jump. I need to see JT Tuamalo take a jump from being really good to being an All-American. Uh, to being a difference maker to where offenses have to adjust to where he's at at all times of the field. We never really saw that takeoff from Zach Harrison. Now, don't get me wrong. Zach had a, a very solid senior year, but the previous years, it left a lot to be desired. So I do think that um, I don't I wouldn't say Larry needs to retire or anything like that. I think that he deserves to be able to go out on his own terms. But I just think that he probably buys into the hype of his guys a whole lot more than everybody else. Because as you mentioned, Vincent and Cage and all of those guys, like they just should be spot duty rotation type of pieces on the field. Yeah. I mean, Tyreek Williams should have played a lot more this past season. He just should have. And we'll see. We'll see. Now I want to ask you about this. So Zach Harrison, I thought had a good senior year. So when I, I'm going to compare Jack Sawyer to Zach Harrison, not that they're that same type of player but hear me out both local kids both five stars everybody thought they'd come in and be chase young right away didn't happen as a freshman didn't happen as a sophomore for either one of them now zach harrison ended up having a good career overall i think he's going to be probably what a second round pick i mean that's pretty good so it's i don't think i'm i'm trashing jack sawyer maybe to compare him to to zach harrison but i kind of see that where maybe he was a little overrated coming out of high school i don't know i mean I'm just not through two years. I know it's just two years, but I expected more out of Jack Sawyer this past year. And maybe he'll break out as the superstar we were all hoping this coming year. Maybe he will. But I see more of a Zach Harrison trajectory for Jack Sawyer than I do a you know Chase Young or whatever. What do all you right. think about that? I hope we get more production from, from Jack than what we got from Zach early on because you know, Harrison was only averaging about three sacks a season for his first three years. Um, so hopefully we can get a little bit more production this upcoming year. But I agree with all, all of the people that are in here saying that Jack Sawyer needs to have his hand in, in the dirt. He's a guy that needs to be able to get down there, use his strength, use his size, get after the quarterback. Um, what they had him playing at the Jack position on the field, I don't think it suits his game. Larry Johnson seems to agree with that, that he believes that it stunted Jack's growth. Uh, if you kind of listen to the tea leaves and the, the people around the program, because they think that Jack's development really didn't take off this past year like it should have with him learning that new position. So get his hand in the dirt and let's see what he can do. I want to see him be able to at least pin his ears back and and do what he does best, like, like we all saw on film in high school, which is go and get the quarterback. All right, let's get to a question here. This is from Park Bear on YouTube. Jay Book, if Larry Johnson retires at the end of this season, who will be some of the candidates to replace him? I would say the Ole Miss um, defensive line coach um, name slips me right now, but I know he uh, coached under Larry Johnson, was a was an intern at, at Ohio State as far as a grad assistant. Now he's coaching down in the SEC. I think he would be the first guy that they Ryan Day would give a call because he's familiar with the program. He's familiar with Larry Johnson. He's he studied underneath him. And now he has that experience of recruiting in the SEC territory. 
Another quick question. I can answer this one. This is from Paul Buckeye on YouTube. Do the Buckeyes still have T.C. Caffey, the walk-on running back? Yes, they do. He unfortunately got hurt. That looked like a heck of a steal. I think it still is. He was one of the mo most prolific running backs in Ohio high school history. No joke. And they got him as a preferred walk-on. And he was looking good and in garbage time. It still was looking good. And then uh, had a season-ending injury. But, yeah, they still have T.C. Caffey, um, to my knowledge, unless something's changed. Um, I want to ask you about this. So, Court Williams is a guy every year we hear good things about. Now, everybody loves him. He's a hard worker. He was named captain. But he, it, I, I feel like it's just like a Cam Bab situation. Like, is he ever going to be healthy enough to play? Like, everybody loves him, respects him. He's a great kid. He's a captain. But is he ever going to be healthy enough to see the field, in your opinion? I, I don't see him being a difference maker or being an impact player right now, to be honest. And it's unfortunate because I thought he had um, – a lot of potential. I just think that the injuries will play his role uh, with him. And with that, I just look at him as being a guy that's a leader in the locker room, someone who's going to be able to help those younger guys. But the, the talent that they're recruiting right now, what they're looking at at the safety position, it's going to be hard for him to really jump in there and find some reps for him. But you never know. Um, with that being said, hope. I'm hoping for the best for the kid, but the injuries have impacted his career thus far. Yeah, I'd lo I'd love to see him, you know, ball out. But and and it's funny, like funny is not the right word. When I talk about the safeties, I almost forget about him. Like I'll go through the safeties. I did a show like talking. I think you and I have even did a show like talking about like, well, Sonny Styles has got to be the bandit, and then what are they going to do with Lathan Ransom? And then they got Jahad Carter, and they got Kai Stokes, and somehow Josh Proctor's coming back and all these guys were, and then it's like, Oh yeah. Like Court Williams, who was a captain last year is on the team. I agree with you. Like, I, I hope I'm wrong. I just get this cam bad feeling. So I hope I'm wrong. Um, I'm gonna get your thoughts on Dylan Rayola, your backyard. He's still ranked as the number one overall player in the country in his class. Um, are we looking at Arch Manning 2.0 here? Like, is he overrated? And now he's, he's canceled his Georgia visit. Probably going to go to Nebraska, I would guess. His uncle is coaching there now. His dad obviously went there. You know Dylan. I mean, you don't know. I don't know if you know him personally. You know a lot about him from where you live and just following football like you do, recruiting. Is he overrated? Is he rated where he should be? What's what are your thoughts on that? I will say when it comes to this kid, Dave, there's a lot of red flags um, that are that are being waved right now that a lot of people have to take into consideration. You're talking about three high schools uh, for this kid that's coming up. He's transferring out of Chandler, which is a powerhouse, going over to uh, a school over in Phoenix. So this would make his third high school. And, <laughs> yeah, and that right there, I mean, think about it, Dave. You, you have kids, you know, how taxing would that be for a kid mentally and a family to be at three different high schools before your senior year even starts. Um, so I just think that there's a lot of red flags when it comes to commitment. As far as his his game, don't get me wrong, he can make every throw. Um, he's a big guy. I think he may play about 240, 250 in college. I think the genetics are just going to catch up to him with his dad, with his dad being an NFL. Uh, offensive lineman. If you look at him, he's a huge kid. He is an absolute statue. I mean, when I talk about a, a guy that can't move his feet, you're talking about Big Ben type of statue back there, uh, not being able to run. So is he overrated? That's, you know, that's the eye of the beholder. When you go and watch him, you're like, yeah, you can see how live the arm is. 
it's really hard to judge throwing to high school kids that may not even be playing football after their senior year. Um, so it's kind of hard to judge. But to me, I just think there's a lot of red flags when it comes to Rayola. Sue has a question. I don't know. I have I have a theory on this. I want to get your theory on it as well. Sue wants to know, will we ever know the real story of Dylan Rayola's decommitment from Ohio State? I should have mentioned, for those that don't know, I'm sure most people know that are watching this or listening, Dylan Rayola had committed to Ohio State and was looking like, look at Ryan Day. Lands the number one quarterback in the country, just one after another. And then Dylan Rayola decommitted. What's your theory on that, Jay Book? What happened there? I don't think we'll ever get the real story, Sue. Uh, I, you know, they it, his dad did a recent interview where he was very uh, complimentary towards Ohio State. I just think it's a situation to where the the Lincoln Keyhole's commitment probably impacted him. Uh, there's a lot of talk about Ohio State saying, "Hey, we weren't getting a quarter. We weren't." going to go get a quarterback and they actually did get a quarterback uh after the one the kid decommitted and went to florida state but i don't think we'll ever know um but i think ohio state will be better off in the end i like the kid that they're bringing in i just think that you can go big game hunting in 2024 still try to go get somebody that that can feel the needs and not be someone who could potentially be a distraction because if he gets into the program dave you have to ask yourself this. Will he even be there after one year? Will we have another Quinn Ewers type of situation? I mean, the kid can't even stay at a high school. Um, and typically when you're in high school, that's where you're meeting your high school friends. You're having fun, you know, being a teenager. Once you get into college, you know, it's it's big. It's big business. You know, it's a lot of pressure, especially when you're the number one crew. And if you're not playing, Will we see a situation to where he pulls a queen yours? So I just think in this, in this situation, Ohio State will be better off moving on, uh, which they have, obviously. But I, I like Lincoln Keyholes. I think he's going to be an absolute gamer. And then at this point, go and try to find you a 2024 quarterback uh, that could potentially fit your scheme and fit your vibes in the locker room. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, I, I think – now maybe I'm wrong. I think if Ohio State really, really wanted him – I think they would have just, you know, kept a pedal to the metal and they would have done whatever's going on, whatever he wanted, whatever, you know, whatever he was thinking, they would have met his demands for lack of a better word. I think Ohio state didn't feel like the juice was worth the squeeze. In my opinion, in my opinion, I think early on they did. I don't think they felt the juice was worth the squeeze. Hey, I, 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 I will say this, Dave, does Georgia feel the same way? I think so. Probably. Georgia I mean, got to get from their own state. Yeah. Right. So if, if Georgia's like, hey, we're, mo we're moving on here, we're not going to wait. Because if you're Georgia and you're looking at it and you think this kid is the next coming, why wouldn't you wait? Especially when the kid obviously has you in his top three uh, there. So if you're Georgia coming off a national championship, you've shown that you can you know, get quarterbacks to play at a high level. If you thought this kid was the real deal Holyfield, you should wait on him. But Georgia, is, they're not waiting. <laughs> Nope, not at all, and neither was Ohio State, at least in my opinion. Maybe it was Joel Dillon not wanting to come to Ohio State. I get the feeling it was probably mutual. Great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. He's a great follow on Twitter, as most of you know. Maybe all of you know, at jbook37. Give him a follow. Thank you very much, jbook. Thanks to all of you for tuning into the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend.